Welcome back to 31, 31 days of wisdom. We're on day three. On day one, we talked about the starting point of wisdom is the fear, the awe, and the uh, reverential awe and the worship of the Lord. Yesterday on day two, we talked about, well, you're at that starting point. Are you committed? How bad do you want it? And today we're talking about the rewards of wisdom. You know, up until now, it's kind of been like a father speaking to a child, um, a father speaking to a son. And we continue in on that here in chapter three. There's two speeches of a father to a son at the beginning and the end. And then it's sandwiched in between with this poem by Lady Wisdom. And I love how wisdom is uh, personified as a woman, because women, you know, if, if you're a man and you're uh, you know, trying to date your, um, your wife. Now I know when I was dating my wife, you know, I was pursuing her. Women want to be pursued. Well, same thing with wisdom. It wants to be pursued. And uh, that, that's kind of what we're talking about here. And as we jump into this first part, of chapter three, kind of the father is coming alongside the son and he's, he's like, hey, you really need to check out some character things. You need to really take a look and assess your character traits, those character things, the who you are, who you are. And that's kind of what he's shining the light in on. And uh, then he starts talking about the rewards of wisdom. So let's jump in. Day three, Proverbs three. Here we go. My child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, Never forget the things I've taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full and rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go. Be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written on your heart. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men, you will gain the reputation of living life well. I want to pause right there real quick because he says something really important right there in chapter four. He says, that's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. And I, I kind of looked up some of this stuff. It says, if you keep them close, he's talking about truth and your integrity. Keep them close to you. You'll find favor with both God and man, and if you look in Luke 2.52, it talks about Jesus growing up. It says that he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with both God and man. If we want to honor the Lord and all his creations, we want to have the favor, you know, and, and good reputation in heaven and on earth. We want to have good reputation with God in heaven and man here in earth. Then we have to be truthful and kind. And that's what he's saying here is bind those around your neck, make them a part of who you are. And he, and, and it's kind of got the, um, the thing of, you know, you're binding them around you. It's not leaving it behind. It goes with you wherever you go. So truth and kindness, take it with you is what he's saying. All right. So let's keep on going. Verse number five, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions with all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision that you make. Yeah, sit in on that one for a little bit. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all, right? For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. I just want to pause right there for a second again. You know, there we're reading out of the Passion Translation, and the reason I love the Passion Translation for Proverbs is that right there, it just brings it to life, the way that the um, he, he is 
they have translated uh, the scripture here. So verse number eight, then you will find healing, refreshment, your, your body and your spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from the uncontainable source of inner joy right there's verse nine glorify the lord with all your wealth honoring him with your very best with every increase that comes to you i can remember when my wife and i we got we first got married and uh she was still in college i was working and there were times where we'd get paid on a friday we'd uh pay all the bills we'd gas up the cars we'd go to the grocery store and get our groceries and we would have eight dollars to live on for the next two weeks before I got paid again. And I can remember during that time being a little bit frustrated, obviously, and uh, feeling like the Lord was telling me to start tithing. We, we hadn't been tithing on a consistent basis at that point. And I could feel him and he was starting to share with us that we needed to start tithing. I was like, where in the world is it going to come from, right? Where, where are we going to get the money to tithe? But we did, we trusted and we did. And I promise you, we started tithing off the very top we still had $8. Like, I don't know how it happened, but $8. And, and we just made that a consistent habit. I, I heard a, um, a guy talking one time and he was saying, you know, at one point in his life, he was saying, you know, whenever I get enough money, then I'm going to start tithing. Then that's whenever I'll give. And it hit him, you know, he was wanting to be a millionaire. He said, you know, at a million dollars, a tithe, a tenth of a million dollars, is a hundred thousand, right? If you haven't developed the habit, he was saying, if I hadn't developed the habit of tithing ten dollars on a thousand, there ain't no way I'm about to tithe a hundred thousand on a million, right? Develop the habit now. It's trusting the Lord with all you have. There are all kind of blessings all throughout Scripture. This is just right here. It says, you know, with every increase that comes your way give to the Lord, then every dimension, every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. I mean, there's other ones. There's Proverbs. Uh, I think this is Proverbs eleven twenty four. 24. It says, one person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but becomes poverty, right? A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Proverbs 19, 17, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. Here's, you know, the one everybody probably knows and uh, pastors preach on a lot. Uh, talk about in Malachi three ten. bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And he says, test me in this, test me. Test me, says the Lord God Almighty, and see if I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there won't be enough room to store it. How about that right there? So he's talking about even Solomon, the wisest man and richest, giving God the very best of your wealth. So here we go, back to number verse 11. My child, when the Lord speaks to you, when the Lord speaks, never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you. For the Father's discipline comes only from His passionate love and pleasure for you. Even when it seems harsh, like His correction is harsh, it's still better than any father on earth gives to his child. Those who find true wisdom attain the tools for understanding the proper way to live. For they will have a fountain of blessing pouring into their lives. To gain the riches of wisdom is far greater than gaining the wealth of the world. 
As wisdom increases, a treasure is imparted greater than many bars of refined gold. It is more valuable. It is a more valuable commodity than gold and gemstones, for there is nothing you desire that can pair to her. Again, wisdom being compared to a woman, a lady wisdom who wants to be pursued, right? Wisdom extends to you long life in one hand and wealth and promotion in the other. Out of her mouth flows righteousness, and her words release both law and mercy. The ways of wisdom are sweet, always drawing you into the place of wholeness. Seeking for her brings the discovery of untold blessings, for she is the healing tree of life to those who taste her fruit. Seeking, I like that. Seeking for her brings the discovery of untold blessings. The Lord laid the foundations with wisdom's blueprint. By his living understanding, all the universe came into being. By his divine revelation, he broke open the hidden fountains of the deep, bringing secret springs to the surface as the mist of, of the night dipped down from heaven. Verse 21, my child, never drift off course from these two goals. Hey, we're at the beginning of the year. You get goal setting. Here you go. He says, here's two goals. Never drift from them right here. He says, goal number one, don't drift from to walk in wisdom, and then number two, discover discernment. So you're looking for some goals right there. Walk in wisdom, discover discernment. Don't ever forget how they empower you, for they strengthen you inside and out and inspire you to do what's right. You will be energized and refreshed by the healing they bring. They give you living hope to guide you, and not one of life's tests will cause you to stumble. You will sleep like a baby, Safe and sound. Your rest will be sweet and secure. You will not be subject to terror, for it will not terrify you, nor will the disrespectful be able to push you aside. Because God is your confidence in times of crisis, keeping your heart at rest in every situation. Verse 27. Why would you withhold payment on your debt when you have the ability to pay right now? Just do it. Just do it. When your friend comes to ask you for a favor, why would you say, perhaps tomorrow, when you have the money right there in your pocket, help him today? Why would you hold a grudge in your heart toward your neighbor who lives right next door to you? Why would you quarrel with those who have done nothing wrong to you? Is that a chip on your shoulder? Don't act like those bullies or learn their ways. Every violent thug is despised by the Lord, but every tender lover finds friendship with God and will hear his intimate secrets. You know, <clears throat> God is in to revealing his heart. And um, Jeremiah 33, 3 talks about, uh, seek me and I will tell you the hidden things, the secret things, right? And right here it talks about the lovers of God find friendship with God and will hear his intimate secrets. God doesn't hide things from us, but he has things for us, right? He has them for us because he wants a deeper connection with us, a deeper relationship with him. So in our diligent search for the Lord. So the wicked walk under God's constant curse, but godly lovers walk under a stream of blessing for they seek to do what is right. If you walk with the mockers, you will learn to mock. But God's grace and favor flow to the meat. Stubborn fools <laughs> fill their lives with disgrace, but glory and honor rest upon the wise. And that, that is just good stuff right there. That is Proverbs 3. And really, 
the big takeaway for me, there, there's a lot of things you can dig out. There are tons of blessings in there. But the I think the point um, that really jumped out to me as I read this, and I'd love to hear your uh, key takeaway, but it's the part on tithing. And I think as we think about that, what is your view on tithing? When you think about tithing, what comes to mind? Do you, do you kind of have that, uh, the, um, oh, what's, uh, Finding Nemo, the little birds, my, mine, my, mine, mine. Do you have that, or uh, do you, do you kind of hold on to it and kind of let go like that, or is it more like a river? We don't, we don't want to be a reservoir. We want to be a river that God's blessings flow through, that His riches and His wealth flow through to bless the world around. And and there, here's the other thing I think that many times Christians have this poverty mentality that God wants us to be poor. He don't want us to be poor. This world, here, here's the thing, this world needs you rich. If you have a heart to serve, if you have a heart to do good, this world needs you rich. This world needs people like you rich who are going to go out and do great things. They're going to build, you know, uh, ways to find water over in Africa. You're going to have the financial means to uh, provide for other people. You know, doing doing good costs money, right? Somebody's got to fund that, right? So this world needs good people that are filled with the Spirit who have God's heart and His intentions in mind need you rich. This, this world, you know, many times, I, I guess I'll stop right there, but stop with the poverty mindset, okay? Let's stop with the poverty mindset. So the, the, the action step for today is assess your thoughts on tithing. Do you feel like it's all mine and what's mine is mine, right? Or is it everything, every good gift is coming down from the good father, right? And I'm just a river that his blessings flow through, his wealth, his riches, his ideas, his opportunities, all of that. Seeing yourself as a river or do you see yourself as a reservoir? All right. Hey guys, I hope that's added value to you. That's day three, Proverbs three. Look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Day four, Proverbs number four. Y'all have a great day and God bless.